Alexa, connect. Searching. Now connected to Charles's iPad. Yeah, you did half of what I want you to do. What's up, listeners and storytellers, to another episode of You Got a Story to Tell, or actually it's called You Got a Story, but we're going to tell it. I'm your host, old to the motherfucking T, but you can just call me OT for sure. Shout out to TK Kirkland always. Today's going to be a good one, you guys. Um, the, the interviewee that I have today, I know nothing about, which actually is the first for You Got a Story. So we're going to see how this goes. First, I just want, I want to do some ads, though, just in case y'all out there, you know, trying to buy some stuff or something. Yo, if you want some Plan B pills that are cheap, I hear Amazon got them for $9.99. This came from Call Her Daddy podcast. You can go ahead and get that. $9.99. I mean, they won't say if it's going to work or not, uh, but it's $9.99 for birth control. I mean, for like Plan B pills, if y'all want to do that. Um, also, if you want pills for no hangovers, like to fix your hangover, go to this site called dhmdetox.com. And uh, use promo code Daddy Twenty, and it'll give you some discount. I don't know. And then one more, <laughs> one more ad is uh, this is called Blue Chew, and I hear good things about it. I haven't really used it yet, but it's basically a boner pill. It helps you keep your keep yourself erect. Some good reviews. Uh, same active ingredients as Rag, which is no headaches, no side effects. Uh, it's a pill you chew. There's free samples at BlueChew.com, and if you use the promo code Flagrant. You'll get a percentage off of that, too. I should have wrote the percentages down. I'm sorry, guys. One final ad. And this is from Raycon Headphones. If you guys don't want dumb other, uh, you know, suppliers with the stems out your ears for $150, if you want to escape that, go ahead and go to Raycon. Go to buyraycon.com slash flagrant2. Or if, if you want to buy two or three or four of them things, go to buyraycon.com slash idiots. And if you put on the codes uh, flagrant, you get a you uh, you can get twenty percent off for E fifties instead of that fifteen percent off that they're giving everybody else. So there you go. All right, guys, but you know how I do those ads is over. And now we back to the show. We about to start this off properly. We about to get the song of the day, the beginning intro. Um, because of who my guest is, I'm gonna just play this song first. Hey, since you know he he's in that lane that I don't know about. It's called uh. The Realest Part 1 by Yo Train. She knew I was broke, she been down for me, told her one day I'ma spoil you. Qualities of a queen, I'ma treat you like one girl, I swear you're so royal. And when we be fucking, I don't use a condom, I know that she loyal. Niggas don't know you. A lot of girls want me, but I don't. Tasting women, your hoes overrated. My current girl's worth like a hundred bitches, and she's still underrated. She was boring cause she wasn't comfortable with you. She's comfortable with me though. I made her feel special. She told me her secret. She's confident with me though. She knew I was broke. She been down for me. Told her one day I'ma spoil you. By the teeth of a queen, I'ma treat you like one girl. I swear you're so royal. What's up, listeners? Storytellers, we are here. I am your host, OT. And my special guest today, um, like I said, I know little, very little about him. I learned something new today that he's in school for uh, to be a lawyer. So this is going to be an interesting convo. We can ask you about my legal aid. <laughs> um, other thing I know about this brother is he is for stripes and not checks. So I don't know. Fact. <laughs> I don't Forest, know. <laughs> Got to be. Ah, this guy. He's not standing with Cap. I mean, he's not he's not kneeing with Cap. He's standing with the flag, man. I don't know. Got to, bro. Man, I don't know, man. Shout out Yeezy for that. <laughs> for real. For real. <laughs> well, he's already started, so let me introduce him properly. Please, ladies and gentlemen, help me introduce LZ. What's good? What's good, everybody? My name is Laren, man. My name is Laren. Appreciate you for the invite. I'm... Excited to get it going, bro. Nah, I appreciate you being here, man. You know, it's it's cool to have uh, somebody different and new that I haven't been, I've never really yeah, got yeah, any yeah. information no, I got on, you. Man. I feel it. I feel it, bro. Likewise. 
So, uh, this is the podcast about podcasts and everything random and everything, your story in between. Okay. So, what would, what do you want to start off with, with your tip or for you? Like, you said your name was... Yeah, man. My name is Laren Ziegler. Um, currently heading off to law school. About to be three degrees in about two or three years. Um, part of combined culture. I'm a creative. Um, I have a lovely girlfriend. Um, you know, black. Pro-black, always. Three stripes, as you said. <laughs> Yeezy fan. You feel me? Kobe. Kobe till I die. Lived mm-hmm. in the Bay Area, the Yay Area, for about 10 years. So, you know, we out here in L.A. now. I'm about to be in San Diego soon enough. And you from L.A., so, right? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from here, Culver City. And you went to go live in the Bay Area. What is your What is your opinions about the two? Ah, man. I, for one, I love L.A. Um, I love the Bay as far as the culture. You can't really beat the culture in the Bay Area. Uh, you can talk to somebody who's... You feel me? Like the hoodest of the hood to somebody who's the bougiest of the bougiest or wealthiest of the wealthiest. And they both kind of speak the same language. You don't really get that out here in L.A. I feel like it's more of a culture pot. You know, everyone's kind of different from different diversities, different, you know, backgrounds. In the Bay Area, like everyone has that same mutual connection that I really fuck with as far as like, you feel me, music even. Like I remember, you feel me, I was at the Warrior game or whatever and I was... So you can talk to somebody from San Ramon in Oakland, they both still rapping Mac Dre. So I think that's hard. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's hard. A fact. Yeah. Shout out to Mac Dre, RP always. Do you, uh, I was going to ask you about the whole, did you hear, have you ever heard of a term called LA Black? Um, kind of, a little bit of it, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I met this, this woman, and I'll call her woman because she's earned that right from her age. Okay. And, she was telling me about her and, and her husband and how he was L.A. black, and I didn't get what that meant. And I asked her, if, uh, and apparently it's just somebody who's adaptable, like who's black, who can be in every setting. Hmm. You know what I mean? Who can hang out with the goths and make hang out with the black people, the white people, <laughs> the Asians, all yeah. of them. And I just thought that was interesting because I've never heard it <laughs> be put as L.A. black before. Yeah, no, I haven't actually heard of that term in that way, but I mean, I've definitely, if that's how it's kind of, Indoctrinated. I think I'm LA black. I think I was raised in that kind of light, but I don't think I don't think that should be a stereotype for every black person in LA because not everyone's LA black. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I mean in that definition. In that of course, definition, of yeah. course. I mean, you know, everybody. There's always an exception to the rule. Um, but that is interesting that term because I always just thought I was adaptable. But that's because I didn't think LA you had to be. I mean, I guess there's so much here that you got to kind of be able to like adjust yourself and uh and, and and figure out another way to do the same thing everybody else is doing. Yeah. But I felt like I felt that everywhere. But I don't know, man. LA is an interesting city for me. I like the, the traffic alone is just so much of me time to concentrate, but everything else is like everybody, I don't know, everybody in LA to me feels like they have uh something to prove and when they reach the point where they feel like they can't prove it anymore, they switch up and just become uh some something to be an obstacle. Yeah. That they switch it up to that. Gosh. That's, yeah, that's what I feel like when I'm in LA. Nah, I mean, LA definitely has that, what you're alluding to, that pretentious vibe. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like people always trying to show off what they got or are talking to you to try talking to you for specific reasons as opposed to genuine reasons. You know what I mean? And that's to counter that. That's why I really fuck with the Bay in that way because the Bay Area, like you talk to people, everybody seems pretty genuine. They straight up with you and how, how they feel. Even the girls, even, you feel me, they, they just tell you what's up from the get-go. In mm-hmm. L.A., it's a lot more, you know, it's a lot games. more things, games, like more, it's more, it's a lot more in your windows going through before you build that kind of relationship, you know what I mean? It, yeah, that's so fucking true, because I'm trying to, I went on a date, uh, like, last week into a museum with a woman from, uh, a lady from L.A. Yeah, and, uh, how'd it go? It was cool, you know, it was cool, definitely, um, she's definitely, uh, I would like to go out again, but... The, the interesting part was it is a lot of innuendo. Like, yeah. it's not, we're not being upfront about anything. Like, nah. we're, we're not, you know what I'm saying? We're kind of just yeah. playing a cat and mouse game, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's you know, different. It's different. It's deaf different. It's deaf different. Being, being in, the, uh, in law school, do you, do you get that surprise when you tell people when you're in law school, when you're like, common conversation? Yeah, man. Um, it's, I mean, people are kind of, 
it kind of gave me that, oh, okay. You know, they automatically assume, like, this astute individual, you know, which mm-hmm. I, I try to be as smart as I can, but I'm not, like, you know, 4.0 throughout since elementary. I didn't take AP courses my whole life or nothing like that, you know. I just kind of just been ambitious and kind of just kept at it and stayed uh, persevering and persevered and stayed persistent with where I wanted to go and my goals I wanted to accomplish. And now I am where I'm na- now I am where I'm going, where I'm at now. You know, heading to law school, finishing my, my graduate degree at Pepperdine in Malibu and got my degree at U of O, man. So I'm definitely proud of where I am today, for sure. It's interesting you brought up that whole, uh, was it persist, persist, um, something about intelligence and knowing as much as you can. See, me, I'm different. I want, I always dumb myself down around people because I don't want them to know the, my climax of intelligence. Why is that? That's interesting. Because I don't want them to to be able to figure me out, and I don't want them to think I'm I think I'm smarter than I am. Huh? Why do you think you have that kind of mindset philosophy? Because I, I've 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 traveled right, and I've met so many people, and they always whenever I would tell them my degree, uh, which was accounting, they would always oh, okay, yeah, yeah exactly. And That's a hard degree, hardest class I took in college was accounting. <laughs> Mine, same for me, for real. Still in the hardest <laughs> class. Um, yeah. But it, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like I can maneuver better at, like, kind of interacting with them when they don't know my intelligence, too. Because yeah. I don't want them to know. Like, I don't, I don't advertise that I'm an accountant. I don't, I don't, it's not my thing. Like, I don't do that. Yeah, I just yeah. rather we talk and chill. And if you, you do conversation, learn this stuff, you're like, you're more impressed that you got it organically than me just throwing it out to you to grab. Ah. Uh, you know what gotcha. I mean? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, and I also just don't like to, I don't like to, I don't want people to know I'm the smartest person in the room because then that's when you become a, you, that's when you become a threat to them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Denzel had that quote from uh, American Gangster, believe it or not. You probably heard it like the loudest person in the room is the weakest person. Yep. You know what I mean? So if you just keep it G, keep it quiet, keep it low key, then at the same time, you're probably less of a threat to everyone else, which means they might underestimate you. Exactly. Which I can see where that ties into where you at. That's smooth. I respect I, it. Yeah, I want them to underestimate me. Yeah, yeah. You know I, mean, I mean, I, I'm not like, I don't think that's, um, I don't try to to be the smartest person in the room or look like I'm the smartest person in the room because you see how I dress on the day-to-day. You've been out with me. I kind of just dress like how I feel, you feel me? And uh, as far as... I mean, you did stunt with them shoes. Yeah, man, you know. <laughs> three stripes, I'll be trying to tell you, bro. I know what shoes I'm talking about. What shoes are those called? Outlander Wangs, bro. I don't, I don't even know what they call them. They're three stripes. So, <laughs> <laughs> collaboration. But no, um, yeah, no, nah, I don't even, it just it just comes off that way because um, the type of group I tend to be in when people automatically assume that I'm smart is an academic kind of uh, mind field. And with that being said, my academic mind still I'm surrounded by a whole bunch of white people, typically. Mm-hmm. And when I'm surrounded by that many people and they see one or couple black people, they're like, oh, he's that preppy kid or that smart kid from, like, you feel me, Harvard Westlake High School or some, you know, one of these nice schools. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. And that's so true. And I, and I think that changes, though, a little bit when you go from, like, college, uh, like, academic stuff to, like, working because when you're in our fields and you be and you're working, working like yeah. now you're the person they go to for cool almost. For Have what? you noticed that cool? Oh like, yeah, yeah, oh easy for sure. I didn't think that was a thing until I went to my working and like and I was like, yo, y'all really out here, really trying to take my cool, bro. You're like y'all yeah. trying to siphon off myself like leeches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, there's definitely that aspect to it, bro. When you're around, they, I think it's just more so curiosity. They want to know like. Huh, like what is cool to you and how do I put that into my life, into their lifestyle, you feel me? So that, bitch. Yeah, and it's kinda <laughs> you feel me, it, it takes from it takes away a lot of the ish, but at the same time, like you can use it to your advantage, you feel me? That means whatever you are, you cool, you're a black man, you cool, you feel me? And that's how I feel. Like I'm black, I'm cool, I'm I'm cool because 'cause I'm who I am, you know. But on top of that, like my skin color kinda attracts that. Hey, so uh do you um? What do you think of Kendrick Lamar's new album? Is it is it cool or not? Should I listen to it? Or uh, what do you think about Playboy Cardi or Cardi B versus Nicki? Like all this kind of stuff. You know, they're like, am I cool or not? If I like these people, like in a way, it asking me that, and I'm just like, you know, the Kendrick album is cool. Cardi's Cardi's album is kind of what's trendy right now, and they're like, oh, okay, and they know what to play for their children or for <laughs> me, their their friends or turn up people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You brought up hip hop. I wanted to talk. Um, I had a question on here about uh, Little Nas X. Yeah. 
and uh, about him coming out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what were your were, were you listening to the song before his his yeah, hit song? Yeah, nah. I mean, I thought the song was kind of low-key fire. Like, I mean, when I first heard it, my girlfriend is white, and like you know, like, she uh, European white or like uh, uh, the Netherlands white. <laughs> I think I think more so, I don't even know like I think like a European white more so European white from okay. like Scotland Ireland type area but no um nah her um you know she's like very uh well aware of different cultures and music right so she's like really aware of like country music to EDM to um, you know, that's kind of her family, rock and roll, classic mm-hmm. rock and roll. So when I heard that song, I was like, oh, okay, this is like a little, you know, country playoff to a rap song. So you know how it starts off with that country vibe. I played mm-hmm. it for her in the whip, and I was like, yeah, listen to this. But you know, you know, because I don't listen to any country at all. So I was just like, slap, listen to this song. This is my new favorite country song. I slap it for like the first 10 seconds. She started nodding her head, and the beat drop, and then we just started going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so you feel me? I kind of I mess with it, bro. I mess with it actually a lot. Yeah. I mean, it kind of got played out now, but... Like always. Yeah, it got played out hella hard, but now nah, it's smooth, though. So then how do you feel now that he's come out? Like, have you looked at the song differently? I haven't looked at the song differently, but I look at everything he like because he's he's an active tweeter uh-huh. and uh, he's an active social like Instagram person too. So um, you know, I look at some of the things he says and does differently. You feel me? But as far as the song goes, nah. I know it has that one line. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. You feel me? So like that was about the horse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. So I, I mean, I, I can't. I kind of get where people are going with it, but I kind of just take music for what it is, bro. I'm not really looking at it on who's gay, who's not type shit. You feel me? Word. I look at the person. I mean, when I see his tweets, I'm going to think differently. I'm not going to be like, oh, okay. You feel me? But mm-hmm. I'm not going to, like, you know, judge his past music for it. It's kind of like Frank Ocean in a way. Yeah. He's fell off. I don't think he's coming <laughs> back either. <laughs> I, but, I never was huge on him like that, to be honest. But he was quite cool. I, I mean, was, I, he, whatever. I was cool with the what was the album with the orange card? I was Chanel it. Orange. Channel Orange. That was it. Everything else was suspect, and people. I just felt like people was pushing his narrative just because of him being gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I think. Um, I mean, that that definitely played a role into it. hundred yeah. percent. I mean, that and. Uh, He's uh, like future. the music Jesus to them or something. Yeah, like, I mean, him being gay kind of amplified his music for sure. And on top of that, being an odd future and that whole falling out thing or whatever. But, um, nah, I mean, like, I, I'm in, in that album, he he called Ladera Heights. Ladera Heights is, like, like, five minutes away from where I live. I grew up as, like, you know, where a lot of the bourgeoisie kind of black people live. Bourgeoisie. Yeah. <laughs> and he called it the Black Beverly Hills, you feel me, in one of the songs. I can't remember the song right now. I thought that was hard, bro. I thought that was hella smooth. I was like, okay, the black baby. And now, I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he didn't start it, but for my age group, at least, for the people I know, like, everyone thinks of the black Beverly Hills and refers to him. So I kind of, in our heads, it's like, he started like a new, like, okay, our hometown, like, near near our hometown is called the black Beverly Hills. It's cool. You talking about uh, who right now? Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean, okay. Yeah. All right, well. We'll see what his next album. Cause I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm gonna just wait. I'm gonna hold my criticism because I think it's gonna be trash. But I gotta hear it first. I just, I, he's, I don't know. He fell off, man. I don't know what's wrong with this dude. I want more music, but I want more good music, not more of that trash. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I never really, never really liked him like that. To be honest, I do. One of my favorite R and B songs of all time is Novocaine, though. But Novocaine. Outside, yeah, yeah. I mean, outside of that, though, I don't really got too much ties to him like that musically, at least. Yeah. I just hope this little Nas X thing isn't a publicity. Like he's not just trolling, like he was doing with the Drake uh, co- album cover situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I wouldn't put it past him. Like especially him being a millennial, it's like yo, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, people care though. People care, but nah. I mean, he might be trolling. He may not. Neither here or there for me. I don't, I don't really care. Right, right. <laughs> I don't like, really care. It's just, I just want to like because if it, I just think of it as another backlash. Uh, Toward the society of gays, just because of the Jesse Smollett situation. So now you have liar on top of liar. It's like, yo, how yeah. many more liars we got to yeah. see? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's and all y'all... about clout chasers. That's what it is yeah. right now. Yeah. And I'm not putting them all into that same group. I mean, these two individuals, they got their own lives, but you know, they, yeah. they got the spotlight on it because we are making it a big thing that they're gay and now they're taking that to the next level too. And it's like, damn. Like, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you, bro. All right. So you mentioned, um, your girlfriend and bring you bring me to my next question about monogamy. Um, how much longer do you think monogamy will last in America? Monogamous relationships? Yeah. As far as joining a union? What do you mean by that question? Just um, you know, just one on one couples. One on one couples. Oof. 
Man, it kind of just depends. I think it's going to always last, though. I don't see it dying out soon, but when I was single, I kind of had that mindset. Like Wale said, like, monogamy is redundant in a way, you know? But mm. after a while, bro, you, you kind of just get to that, that point where, like, you know, when you find the right one and when you feel that vibe and it just hits you, because I wasn't looking for a relationship, when it hits you, it's kind of like, damn, you know, she's the truth and this is who I want to be with for the rest of my life kind of vibe. What was your opening line to her? My opening line? Shoot, bro, I don't even know if I had a... I, I, I used to always, like, poke... I used to always, like, uh, kind of... poke on Facebook? Damn. Nah. <laughs> Damn. I used to honor, always honorize her name, like, kind of just, like... I really like her name, Sky Sinclair, so I'd always, like, just be like, Sky Sinclair, what's good? Like, what's up with you? You know, I say her full name every time, so she kind of thought that was cool. But, like, as far as the broader question, like, um, you know, how long monogamy will last, bro? I think it's not... I don't think it's coming to an end anytime soon. I mean, on top of just, like, you know, the classic union that's been around since forever, on top of that, it's, like, all the benefits that you reap with it through society. Like, society almost, you, you got to get married at a certain point in terms of, like, taxes and shit like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's, like, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a thing that's just not going to end to me, bro. I don't see it in there. I only ask that because I'm looking at this, like, the scope of society, right? And... Women already outnumber us by like a small percentage. But yeah. if you add in like all the all the women that are like, I mean all the dudes like so dudes that go gay or not not go gay <laughs> dudes that are gay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or dudes that go to jail <laughs> the ones that go to jail or or and, and you got the ancient dudes that's still out there too. So that's like three parts of the demographic that's bringing the uh, population like of men that are viable for women to even date. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, but there's there's women for those kind of men, um, outside of somebody who chooses a man over a man, a gay person. But like, you know, for people who ain't shit, really, like you said, or that's the other one you said. Yeah, uh, ain't uh, shit, and the uh, those the jail, jail, <laughs> and the jail one. Like, there's girls that hold those kind of people down. You know what I mean? Because there are girls who kind of have that mind. But there's people are compatible for other people. I think. Yeah, I was hearing about that too. That like there are women that like date. Like people who are already in jail when they met, like yeah, that's yeah, some yeah. interesting shit. That's it's, it's crazy as fuck, bro. That's some, that's some interesting shit. I think they just want a, pro, a, a, a professional side nigga. I think that's all that is. A what? A professional side piece. That's what why they oh. most of dudes in jail because they know it's always gonna be the side dude. They always got <laughs> slick, you know what I mean. I feel <laughs> like that's a professional side piece. <laughs> that's but, crazy. And then and then when you look at Russia, because in uh, World War Two, I believe it was like twenty million minimum died in Russia. Alone like from men, what? just men, like from the war, like from Scott, oh, okay, Scott okay. from Scott, or whatever that dictator was, uh, okay. Socrates, not Socrates, <laughs> so whatever that dude's name was. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Oh, hold up, Alexa, who was the president of Russia during World War II? Oh, uh, Stalin. Stalin. There Joseph Stalin. Russian I call him the wrong thing. No, I got you. But Stalin. Stalin was just killing his own men, throwing him in the winter. So, yeah. like, if you go to Russia right now, I think, one, like, an average Joe has, like, minimum 10 chicks. Seriously? Yeah. Because wow. They, yeah. So, it's like, <laughs> you feel me? So, it's like... That's crazy. That's what, it, all it takes for us to get wind of that and bring them bad Russian girls out here. Because that's what all was left was just yeah. bad Russian women that's, who had babies back in World War II. So, some just mad, pretty <laughs> yeah. fucking Russian women out there right now chilling. I feel like, bro... It'd be so much, though. I feel like if... Because now, I mean, I find satisfaction with one woman, right? Of so course. If, if, like, having... Like, because in order to have 10... What is it? What's that? What's that? Um, I forgot what it's called right now. But when you're married to 10 people or multiple people, like, you have to, like... You know, like, I feel like that'd be more so spreading yourself thin instead of giving yourself all to one person. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had an idea about that, too, because I had this thought once when I was younger that I wanted to have uh, 15 kids, 13 different nationalities. Damn. And I was how big dreaming, yeah. And how I was going to do it was, I was basically gonna um, <laughs> get get some land out there in North Carolina because I got land out there, I got family, so I got a pot of land, and I was gonna build like this mansion type house, yeah. And then I was gonna have like you know how they have like conferences and stuff about business or whatever yeah. out there. I was gonna have like a conference, and I was gonna invite all the women I've been with, all the women I'm talking to, and all the women I wanted to talk, like who I thought was potentials. And then I was gonna bring them all into this conference and just like for a weekend, <laughs> and then just present the idea of of having all these kids and we just live in like North like 
Like the idea was the women could come because they're gonna be from not different countries basically. So the idea mm-hmm. was women could come and and stay there, or whatever, and chill and be a part of the family. But if you find somebody else, like you know, what I'm, saying? I'm not trying to sleep with all these women. I just want the baby. Yeah, I, like, I want one that I want to sleep with. Continue. That's what. The, that's why it's 13 and 15, like 13 different nationalities. So how how old were you, Brad? This I was, was kind of crazy. 21. <laughs> Hella ambitious. 22. I mean, that sound like a lot. Oh, that, that's not too long ago. That's then. not too long. That sound like ago. last year. I was. <laughs> <laughs> <For real. laughs> this is a current thought. Nah, <laughs> it's only yeah because uh, you know what it is. I was, I, the only reason why I stopped thinking about it was because the more I kept diving into it in my mind, the more I realized it was a cult. And I was like, fuck, America, history in whole around the world about uh, cult leaders aren't good. Yeah. So let me just switch that up. But that was a cool little trend. <laughs> <laughs> so you thought you were going to be a cult leader. That's the reason why you decided against it. Yeah, wow, man. I don't bro. want that stain on you my history. crazy, boy. <laughs> you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> For real. But it would have worked too Because I had to pump Like I was going to have The women be able to Because they were going to have To have like, like Either green cards Or some shit And then if they wanted to stay They, they could But they just couldn't bring any Like I wouldn't sleep with them But they couldn't bring any dudes over They'd yeah. have to like Go if you can't mess with a dude Who got who can house you I don't want that dude over here Yeah I hear you yeah, and, then, and I was going to do it that way And that way they could take The girl off my hands I still keep the kid <laughs> And I'm chilling You feel me do Fully like thought out I hear you I Bro, hear you. you feel me Every step Every step, man, I really thought about this. I wanted that. Because I wanted to see myself as like, I wanted an Asian version of me walking around. I wanted a... A, a black Colum- version. A bl- I mean, I'm already black. And then a, a Colombian version. So, you know what I'm saying? You don't like, there's so many nationalities out there, bro. I was going to be popping. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, that's ambitious of you. You feel me? I, I respect your ambitions. You, know, you got to dream big in this world. Yeah, no, you got to. Um, let's Let's talk about... Because I'm, I'm always fascinated with interracial couples. Okay. I'm always fascinated with them. I've been in them myself. Uh, you know you brought one too many white girls home when you when you tell your mom you're going on a date and then she asks you the ethnicity. Before, she was never really asking about ethnicity. But <laughs> like, we, is she black? Yeah. Is she white? Yeah. Uh, that's so, funny. So I get the rope. I get where you are. That's at. funny as hell. No, that's true, though. That's true. I mean, yeah, I mean, I just never, I never brought anybody as... Two moms actually. So neither, I be yeah. keeping it. I be keeping it pretty low key. At least when I was in college, but now, I'm, yeah, it's the only one I brought. I think maybe like my homecoming and prom date. But other than that, yeah. And how long you been dating your girl? Uh, about a year and like two months, I think right now. But going on two months, a year and two months. You better, you better get that Pacific or she beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> what date is it right now? That's a year, two months, and two weeks to be specific. Oh, then. look at that. <laughs> he, he answered the call. <laughs> How do you feel when you're like, when you're out and about? Do you notice a difference of looks from people? Easy, bro. Wherever I'm, wherever we're together, we're going through a grocery store, or we're going to a party, or wherever we're together, and we're hella lovey-dovey type, so like... You know, people get looks all the time. You know, we were just at a water park yesterday, and we were walking, and just like dark-skinned girls, just like probably 14, 15 years old, was just just shocked looking at us as she was walking by us. You know, like just like looking at us, like she ain't never seen a couple before. And I was just like, <laughs> what the hell, you know? And we both noticed it, but it is what it is. We don't be tripping. Like it's, it's nothing like it's nothing typically flagrantly disrespectful. Like we haven't got anything like just on some disrespectful shit. You know. So you don't, do you, because I feel you on that, but do you, do you think long, like, are you thinking children and marriage and stuff, or are you, are you just trying to keep it millennial and just, this is where we're at today? Well, we're taking it day by day, bro, for sure. That's where my mindset's at, but, like, children in the future, for sure, is where we're at with it, you know? And like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't, like, hit your mind, like, how you're going to try to raise them in this world of, of uh, division, and where his es- where your child's essence itself is unity. Yeah. So how are you going to combine those two worlds? I mean, we combine our the way we grew up and where we are today, and we bring it to life to, with them, with our own son or child. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, we both have tremendous parents and families behind us. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it's going to take a village to raise. If once, You know, one day we have a child, it'll take a village to raise him, him or her. And, uh, you know, whenever whenever that day comes... We'll tackle that, and it's going to be really smooth. And as far as, like, the division, the divisiveness of being black or white or whatever, you know what I mean, or being mixed, 
even. I mean, you know, I told my girlfriend, like, when people see him, if he, you know, most mixed children, they're light-skinned or something like that. So he's going to be black. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. really, like, in this day and age, if you're 150th black and you look a little, like, different, you're black. You know what I mean? So, like, I told her that, you know, we're going to be raising probably a black kid if we have one. And, uh, you know, she's ready for that. And, and if not, we're going to get ready. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get ready. Word. Did you, do you guys ever talk about how you would raise your, like, uh, how you would, I guess, not raise your child, but, well, yeah, like, what city, what city is a good city to raise a mixed child? <laughs> <laughs> Man, honestly, whichever city is, is, is diving into our passions together, you know, where me and Sky want to be, um, as, as a relationship grows and as far as that money as well you know it's not it's not for me it's not about the city it's about the people you know oh, what I mean because yeah. in every city Fuck you find it. those people who you can tell have you can tell people who haven't been loved as, as children you know what I mean and yeah. it's like who hurt you bruh like what's <laughs> up with you you alright you know you can you can you can tell those kind of relationships or you know those kind of people from others so like you know from Oregon to LA the Bay and London there are people you can just tell like wow you know maybe they came from a broken home but um, so for us, it's not really about the city. The city is going to be mainly determined on where we want to be. And, um, you know, obviously we want them to go to a good school. But, yeah, you know, other than that, we chilling. So you said, and, and I forgot, I actually forgot that you, that's where you met uh, uh, Tevin Tavares is Oregon, right? Yeah, yeah, no, actually, I met him in the Bay, bro. I met him in, um, we went to, we were at San Leandro Crusaders together playing football. Oh, shit. Yeah, he was, uh, he was a year older than me, but, you know, he wasn't that good in football, so he was playing, <laughs> <laughs> he was playing junior peewee. He, he was playing, uh, uh, he was playing junior peewee with me, and then we went to peewee together, and then, uh, I stopped playing football. But, yeah, shout out to Tavares, man, that's the homie. All day. Close homie. All day, so you've never actually lived in Portland? Portland, nah, I never lived in Portland, bro. You ever never. hung out in there nothing? Mm, huh? Never hung out out there in Yeah, nah, of course. I mean, I went to U of O, so I mean, I was just in Portland not too long ago. But yeah, nah, Portland's cool. Shout out, it's a cool city, it's whatever. It's hella white, but... <laughs> <laughs> hella white, but like, you know, shout out to... I got some homies out there, man. Javon, Tim, a few, I, got, I got some homies out there. It's smooth. Did they try to touch your hair out there? Uh, I'm noticing like very dense white areas. They always try to touch your hair. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. Actually, um, actually haven't. I mean, I got that in college, bro. With I got that in college, but nah, I haven't like, I haven't got that like out and just like out and about in public. It's usually more so in private. Like, Can I touch your hair and stuff like that? You know what I mean? I hate that shit. I hate <laughs> it. Like, it's like, chick, you don't even know me. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And even if you do know me, you ain't deserve. You ain't. You haven't earned. You ain't got no hair, fool. <laughs> <First of all. laughs> He bought his hair. Currently, I am bald. <laughs> but I've had, I've had them all. I've had all the styles, and every style they tried to touch it. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't. I'm not a dog. Like I'm from the Bay, so like my aunties are really very stern about not letting people pet me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. My mom is the same way. Every time I like tap her, I like, don't pet me like no dog, boy. Exactly. Yeah. So that yeah. was like a trigger for me, man. Like, and it would be like, yo. My my biggest problem was that. But like, you used to have dreads, right? No, I used to have really long hair. You had long hair. Just That's really different because my hair always always had like the you know fade shadow fade type. At least I touched your hair when it was a fade. Yeah, or when it's like a little outgrown like this. Yeah, yeah. That's... But when I I had dreads in like elementary and uh, middle school, but and I had braids too. But nah, I don't. I mean, people weren't touching it back then. Besides, like older people, you know, family mm-hmm. members and shit. Nah, man, I'm I'm not even with it. I mean. It is what it is, but I I feel like it should uh, it should it should be a keep your hands to yourself because I don't know if you picked your nose in the last ten minutes. I don't <laughs> want them shit crusty fingernails in my hair, man. That's I fucking ridiculous. Well, if it's somebody you're intimate with at the time. Oh, you mean go through thir- a third party? No, no. What if it's somebody you're intimate with at the, at the time? Like that's what you're I'm, talking to. Well, that's, yeah. a, that's the thing. Are we fucking? Are we talking? I mean, shit. I mean, if you're if you're talking and fucking, what, does it matter if you, no, you touch your hair? I mean, yeah, that's it what I'm saying. Uh, see, that's how long we've been talking. Like that, that kind of matters. Wow. So what's the what's the threshold for when a lady can touch your hair that you actually fuck with? Third <laughs> date, maybe. Third. Yo, listen. <laughs> <laughs> you're a fool. Okay. Especially if you don't even know how to braid, it's like, what you touching my hair for? Yeah, yeah, you know no, I'm I hear you. <laughs> I hear you, Like, you be useful. Don't just be trying to pet me, yo. That's like, funny. <laughs> get a dog to pet, son. I'm not yeah, a dog. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. 
Do you? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm listening to Billy, I'm listening to Billy Idiots, and they Who? brought up Billy and Idiots. Okay. With Charlamagne the God and Andrew Schultz. Okay, okay. And um, they brought up an uh, interesting. They were talking about reparations. Okay. Right. And they were like, should cheating on white women be counted as reparations? Like, should you be able to get away with that and then just fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no, bro. Hell no. Hey, Charlemagne's a fool, but hell no. <laughs> How many times have you asked people that question? I'm curious if like other people are like, yeah, bro, of course. Now you're the first. No, I've asked somebody else. I think that's funny. And, she, and I think it was a woman, and she didn't. She didn't like that. She didn't like it at all. Nah, hell no, bro. You can't. <laughs> nah, not even close, bro. You can't. I mean, I, I think if you if you choose somebody who you fuck with, you, you give your heart to, you shouldn't cheat on them. You know, because oh, you I mean, wouldn't you wouldn't want that to happen to you. You know, you don't want to be like this or disloyal in that way. And you've never cheated. Nah. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I don't, but see, it's a cheat code for me because I just, I've had very limited, I've only had like one girlfriend and then I've had whatever ships everywhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's easy for me to say I haven't cheated because I only had to do, I only had to be faithful with one girl before. Yeah, but like I've always, that's, that was the main reason I held out in college a relationship, you know? Because I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I was close to getting a relationship a few times in college, but I just declined it, bro. I wasn't really in that <laughs> declined space. Declined it like a phone call. <laughs> no, not like that. Not like that. It's just my headspace wasn't in the right place. I was more focused on where I was going to go. I was traveling the world. I was trying to take projects off the ground with combined culture. Like, I'm my schedule was just a lot, and I have school. I was trying to graduate, dog. Like, only five, less than 5% of black people graduate in four years, so I was trying to get that out the way. Less than how many? Um, less than 5% graduated in four years. Oh, you shit. So, in, in four years. So, I was yeah. just like, man, I was trying to get that out the way. I was trying to achieve where I needed to be. So, And plus, like, when you're in college, you don't really know where it, you know, because I knew I was probably going to go to L.A. Mm-hmm. And, you know, girls in college, like, while I was at U of O, they were in Portland, and they probably going to go elsewhere. So, it's like, why invest that deep into something when you know you know, potentially you guys on separate ass is going to mess my life. You know what I mean? Mess both yeah. of our lives up. So, you know, luckily I, I found Scott, my current girlfriend, and, you know, I found her at U of O, but we, we rekindled our relationship after college. And uh, we, we, we made it work, bro. Get we some made time it apart from each other and then just get... Yeah. Just slink right back into the sheets. Yeah, yeah, no, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Man. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> nah, I wasn't. I wasn't even. I wasn't even. Man, bro. <laughs> they were silk. Um, <laughs> oh man. Um, what was my question to you just now? I'm trying to keep it organized in my notes. Oh, um, you were. I mean, you were asking me about. Uh, was was it, it, it wasn't. It was after reparation. After reparation. Okay. Um, well, since you're talking about being black, do you remember? Going outside for the first time and realizing you were black and what black meant, like the first time, not maybe like the exact first time, but around that first time age. Honestly, bro, yeah, and no, most definitely, yeah. I mean, as far as like, yeah, bro, I think I was, I think I was twenty years old, dog. Damn. Yeah. Took you that long? Yeah, and like, like not in the way, like not in the way you thinking of though, not in the way of like being black as in like, yeah. I mean, of course, I knew I was black from growing up in Oakland, like growing up from the beginning. Like, I mean, shit, probably when I was like six, when I got into. When you move to the Bay? I lived in the Bay from like six to like okay. four, 13, 14. But yeah, now nah, you know, like when, from when I was six years old and. Um, I got into my first fist fight, like, in elementary. My mom told me, if anybody ever swing on you, always swing back kind of thing. And I told my teacher when I swung back, and my teacher was just like, you got, you know, to defend yourself at all times and always fight, you know? So, like, and I told my teacher that, and my teacher was like, well, yeah, you have to in this world that you're, you know, with your skin color and things she of that nature. Nice to be you. I and I was like, that <laughs> that's what my teacher told me when I fought this dude in, like, fourth grade. So, like, um, yeah, like, you know, it's just kind of like, I've been through that, but I'm talking about even deeper than that. You know what I mean? What it means to be black um, to the world as opposed to just your peers, you know? Because I was in, when I was in England, um, people, you know, I lived in England for like six months, like about a year total. Shout out to World Traveler over here. I yeah, see you plus 4-4, four, four, plus 4-4, four, four, man. Shout out, <laughs> shout out. But nah, like I would, I would be out there and people would, you know, like I, I'm again a lot of, I was blessed enough to gain some really close friends um, who happen to be black and a lot of black people from there, they tend to either be from um, Nigeria or the Caribbean kind of vibe, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And funny enough, this girl told me one time that if you're lighter skin, you're from, you're probably from the Caribbean or if you're darker skin, 
African, you're from like the Nigeria, Africa area. You know what I mean? Wait, say if you're uh, if you're of the lighter tone, you probably originated from the Caribbean really? area. Or if you're darker tone, then you probably um, originate from like uh, Nigeria slash Africa type vibe. You know? I'm kind of light. So you saying I'm an island Haitian? Nah, you said? I don't know. You light? You cool? I don't know, bruh. They tell me I'm Native American. They tell me. I'm <laughs> But anyways, bro, it's just a you know she probably knows she was talking about. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying all together. Like people would ask me who are my friends, like, oh, where are you from? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm from uh, from LA. Mm. And like, oh, where are you like, where are you from? Like, where are you where are you from from? You know? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And they're black, from, from? and they're black blood. Like they're black just like me, but they're like, you know, like they 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 have they're really in tune with their heritage yeah, they because because they they always visit probably every summer back to the Caribbean or to you know they they go every summer type vibe back to like back to where they're from. For like that's where their family is at, you know. My family's in L.A. or Alabama or Oklahoma or something like that, you know. So, me saying that I was from L.A. and then them continuing to ask me this kind of question, I'd be like, oh, okay. Um, I'm, you know, I'm thinking from Alabama. Then like I'm from the South, you mm-hmm. know, because my my that's as far as I can think of my great grandmother and my grandmother, and then they're like, okay. But like you, you know, you got sent there, right? Like mm-hmm. from a ship. So like, where you actually? <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of what they're alluding to the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they and they continue to ask that question. I'm just like, I actually don't know. You know what I mean? And then like I started to realize, like, damn, I need to really identify myself and know like what it really means to be black in relation to the world. And this is when you were 20, right? When I was 20. Okay. Yeah. And, and as opposed to just being like ignorant to where I'm actually from, you know, do my research and figure out where I'm actually from, bruh. And like. Um, I was 20 years old, I had that realization to try to get it done, you know, but it costs money to do that, so I haven't done it yet. <laughs> right. But I want to soon. Um, I'm going to go to Ancestry.com, do a little swap, all that. Do the African <laughs> one, too. Um, watch the Child Bowick interview with Breakfast Club. He tells it. There's like a one, I'll tell you a tribe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. About the, I want to do the Ancestry stuff and all that uh, because it is. it feels weird not having uh, a root that's not beyond slavery. Like, it's weird to have, like, my start is at the bottom. But I know for a fact, like, nah, yo, I got rich history somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Somewhere yeah, out there. There's a tribe I belong to out here somewhere. Yeah, you feel yeah. me? So, yeah, that's, a, that's kind of been a struggle for me. But and people, out, and people who are black here don't really have that, that self-actualization to want to dive deeper into who they actually are as a black person, you know, and kind of figure out what tribe they're from, their heritage, ancestry, et cetera. So when you ask me that question, I, I, that's immediately what prompted me, you know, obviously I've been black, like, since, you know, I've been through that. Mm-hmm. But, like, as far as, like, being black, black, like, where I, like, where my ancestry's from, that's what I, I learned at 20. But Word. when I, but learning me being black, I probably learned at, like, six, five years old. It sounds like you, you're, ba- you're, the, the, t- the second part, the 20-year-old part, when you knew you were black is when you knew uh, that you were not American, like, like in a sense. Like, you're American-American, yeah. but you're not. African-American. Yeah, you're African. And matter of fact, we got to stop saying African-American. We got to go back to American-African. Yeah. Because I'm tired American, of American-African. I'd rather be called American-African because at the end of the day, my dad is a, as an African. Like, Because like, you ever notice that with like, yeah, yeah, yeah. last names? Like, you take your father's name. So yeah. it feels like I'm calling America daddy every time someone calls me an African-American. Like, nah, fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm an American-African. You disrespect nah, me. Nah, I hear you. I hear you, bro. But at the same time, bro, it's like, where'd you, have you been out the country yet? Yeah, I've been to Spain. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. is like, you feel me? Like, as far as, like, America goes, I mean, shit, this is what we know. We know America. We know LA. We know the Bay. We don't know too much about what's going on in Africa, the Caribbean. So we are American for sure, you know? Mm-hmm. We black person in America. So I can see where it goes, though. I can see it. But in our heart, our soul is definitely African. Yeah. And I got a... I, mean, I, have, an, I have a Nigerian dude coming on. Um, I'm going to interview him. Shout out to Don. When hey. I get the chance. And I got some, I got some grievances, man, because I'm a little tight. Yeah. About, like, Nigeria and, and, and all of the tribes and everything on that coast. Just because of how proud they are about like being Nigerian. What's wrong with being proud of your who you are? Because it feels like it's it's their pride is above us. Because they'll say stuff like, "Oh, I'm first generation Nigerian," da 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 da, and it's like technically, mm. no, you're mm. not. Technically, you're the ninth generation or something. We're the first generations. I mean, not the first, but we're like our ancestors. Took, they were the first ones getting their ass whipped from Nigeria. So yeah. that it disrespects their their memory, and and it shows to me that Nigerians. On on the, on some level, don't give a fuck about 
that part of our history. They don't want to accept that part of our history as that being part of our whole history. Like, yeah, bro, you're a part of that too. You're just the ones who let us go and never came to get us. That's interesting. That's interesting, bro. That's deep. That's a deep combo to have. I'm going I'm, 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 I'm make sure to tune into that podcast. Definitely do, because I'm riffing them. With I'm going to tune into it. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been thinking about that for weeks. But, um, okay, let's see where we at. We got a couple, maybe one or two more questions. Yep. And then we're going we gonna to cut this out. All, All right. right, so Michelle Obama, have you heard about what she said about, uh, uh, well, I don't know what exactly she said, but the question came from Brilliant Idiots uh, podcast, and it said, can you be independent while married? Oh, God, yeah. You think so? Hell yeah, bro. I, you don't, because the word that they use, that, that, what they said that you should be is interdependent, but why do you think you can be dip- dependent? I think you could be independent in a way that, you know, you and your partner both independently bring their own happiness. That's a, friend, a quote, actually. Shout out Will Smith. Um, you know, you guys bring separate happiness and you share it with each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As opposed to giving and getting. You know, it's more of like a shared union kind of in a way. So, like, and God, it's such a big difference, bro. I mean, when you, as far as girls go, bro, it's so different. Dating a, a, a independent woman and dating a woman who's not independent, mm-hmm. bro, it is so different, dog. It's like light and day. And I've never dated. I've only had one relationship. You feel me? But just being with the independent woman, and in relation to girls who I've talked to in the past who are, who aren't independent, it's just such a vast difference, and it, it shows, bro. It's like, damn, why am I? You What's know, an example of the difference? Bro, what you're what you're giving and what you're getting as far as like you know what the, the things you do it for, you know what I mean? Like okay. there there are girls who will go to a certain dude for certain reasons, like oh I'm going to him for money, so now I'm dependent on him, as opposed okay. to a woman who goes to a man bringing their own money, bringing their own kind of morality, bringing their own spirituality into play, and with him bringing his own, as opposed to one just clinging on to the other. And when one's clinging on to the other, it's kind of like. You know, they're chasing your success as opposed to chasing success together, independently, but together, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, it, it, it's such a big difference, bro. So, yeah, I mean, I pride myself on being an independent man, and I pride, I'm pride myself on having a very strong, independent girlfriend. You know what I mean? And and I think, you know, it's a rarity, especially, I, I mean, I think... I got a cousin uh, named Rarity. <laughs> Shout out to her. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rarity. You know, my mom is a very strong, independent woman, too. And, you know, my dad is as well, but they're together. And uh, I think that's super dope. And you don't think they ever, like, enter, like, the word that they use is interdependent. So, like, I don't really know. Alexa, what does in- interdependent mean? <laughs> the adjective interdependent is usually defined as mutually dependent, depending on each other. Mutually dependent, depending on each other. Mutually dependent, depending on each other. I mean, I think you could be in. Yeah, I think you could be independent and interdependent. It's something else you were kind of explaining, like yeah. the transition part of that was. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it could be both. I think it could be both, like interdependent. If you guys are mutually depending on each other, then it's kind of independence in its own way. It's just how you kind of look at it. Yeah, and I guess it also defines what you think dependence is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's I, true. I'd rather, as opposed to being mutually dependent on each other, I think it's just, you know, mutual independent success being shared with each other. That's more of what, that's more of the positive lens I look at it through, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to ask this question, but we could, I'm going to skip it. Only because it's about acting and it's about like, you know, uh, <laughs> it says like, the thing says, can you tell God I was just acting after doing like a gay scene or insectual, an insect, yeah, skip that question, bro. Movies. Hell no, nah. skip that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask somebody that question. That is a good question. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because when you act in and you do all these movies, it's like, yo, some of that stuff it goes against your belief. So, are you gonna tell God, oh, I was just acting? So that's why that question was interesting. I mean, uh, in long story short, yeah, bro, you just acting. But I mean, that's what I think. But I mean, as long as you're not, but you're not doing nothing like crazy. You have to, the thing is about getting into entertainment business is like you have to just know your limit before you even tap into that. So That's like true. Dave Chappelle said that too. Though. Yeah, just know like, you know what I mean, when to leave. You feel me? Know when to walk out. You know what I mean? Know and your like, number. What's your number? Know your number. number. Yeah, you can't. Like as far as kissing another guy or tongue kissing or some shit like that's just doing for me, that's just going a little past where my limit is. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, on screen and publicly like that, that's on that's that's kinda of off the limits, you know. Okay. Um so but yeah, I mean, for people who do it, I don't think that it's gay. I mean, I don't think it's a gay thing. I just think it's like that's that's something they're com- they're more liberal than I am in that way. Whoa. You know? 
we have a liberal off. No, no, not not political, but it's more free to do. Their, their morality is not as stringent as mine is this. No, that's real. That's real. Stringent. All right. Well, we're going to close it out. Um, you know, I got a, I got a quote I want to say. Um, but before I... Actually, yeah, let me... Um, yeah, so go ahead and... Um, I'm trying to see how I want to do this. Because I wanted to ask you if there was anything that, you, that was in your mind that you've been wrestling with that you wanted to talk about lightly... <laughs> advice shit maybe or just to hear a, another opinion on the topic you want to talk about real quick before we head out of here alright man well quick question as far as are you more sports inclined or more musically inclined inclined in terms of right, which one are you more aware which yeah. one are you more into oh yeah 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 uh, music off music off easy easy alright tell me this bro what is your opinion and everyone who's, who's listening to this knows me and they probably, you feel me, if they know me well enough, know where I'm about to get with, with this music type-ish. But what is your, what is your issue with, um, what's, your, what's your opinion as far as Yeezy supporting Donald Trump? And what is your opinion of Yeezy being in a relationship with Kim Kardashian? And the thing that come with that Kardashian family, is there a wrong to that? Is it, is it... Is because is I know they call Kardashians, they're like the cultural appropriation type of staple girls, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're like pretty much leeching off black people is what I hear from a lot of black women and black men all together. Like what, like in a way, like do you believe that? Um, do you disagree with that? Like Kanye's relationship with Kardashian and what that brings and what they're doing all together? And then separate question, Kanye being a musical icon, which everyone would not disagree with. I mean, uh, everyone agrees with, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But at the same time, supporting someone who most black people don't fuck with, which is Trump, who mm-hmm. I don't fuck with at all, mm-hmm. for the record. Um, so okay. you can answer them independently, okay. or, or interdependently. Smooth. <laughs> 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 Smooth that. Uh, okay, let's, let's, do, let's go after the Trump one first. Um, Kanye... Being with Trump and fucking with Trump and all of that, wrong, right? That's not my place. Um, okay, that's his. That's his choice, right? Okay, we all get our free choices in life, and that's his choice. Yeah. Now, um, do I agree with that choice? Nah. Um, but I see why he did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's the kind of dude if we all go right, he wants to go left, and I get that. You that's know. That's true. Like, why follow the crowd? Like, let me see. And now, but see, now he's also like reneging on some of that. Like, he's trying to pull away from Trump. He's not trying to be in politics because he saw what that world did. He saw how he looked, quote, yeah. like, like uh, metaphorically sucking the president's dick. Yeah. Conference, <laughs> yeah, right? facts. So I thought that was a terrible, terrible look at the time. It's a terrible look, but we gotta, uh, we gotta let people make mistakes. Yeah. And I feel. Like he's not he was never always gonna be right. He was just right a lot of the times from two thousand to this moment. Yeah. So nice. we, we thought he was on a streak and sometimes people go cold and you know I'm not I respect I, that. Yeah, so I'm not gonna like if I see him on the streets, I'm still gonna fuck with him. Like I'm not gonna buy his Yeezys, but Yeezys, but that's just cause I'm not buying three hundred three hundred dollar shoes from yeah. anybody. Yeah. But Nah, man, I don't man, like, live your life. I like him. I can separate the music from the person, even though it's a hard discussion. The yeah. more people we talk about and what they've done, but like with Kanye, this is just Kanye being Kanye. Like I respect him having the courage to go out there and say I fuck well, with I Trump. Too. I yeah. res- you know what I'm saying? Like I, like a lot of people wasn't doing that. Even Steve Harvey tried to pump his way out of that when he went to go talk to Trump. And yeah. He tried to, oh well, we wasn't really doing. Nigga, you want to go talk to him? Yeah. Cut yeah, it out. Yeah. yeah. Cut it out. Yeah. I love you, Steve Harvey. <laughs> yeah, you cut my it guy, out. But you know, kissing the kings. Have, the, have, have the courage of your convictions. You yeah, have the mean? courage of conviction and just you know and and wear wear every all that weight that you put on your own back and just carry that shit. All yeah. that weight, just carry it yourself. Yeah. Now, in terms of the Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, I'm all for interracial dating. And. I'm also for uh, letting people uh, figure it out on their own with with who they're dating. So with this situation, it's hard for me to say that like Kim Kardashian and all of them are taking you know, I guess the culture. Yeah, because that, I, that's the main thing right there. That's what they. That's what people are are putting out there. That's, that's, that's like their main sphere. How can you take the culture when you're creating life for the culture? Yes, bro. 
How are they creating light? Expand, expand on me that for that, brother. So expand, brother man. <laughs> <laughs> so not only are they creating, I guess, uh, you know, their lines, their products, or whatever. Which are from the culture they've just ma- capitalized on it. Is we're in America, is what they what yeah. do. But they've also created life. They're creating babies. They're creating a generation of the future that are going to be black, like you just said. Like yeah. mixed babies, no matter how mixed they are, they're black. Yeah. So they know that. And now we see Kim Kardashian even going back to law school and even trying to and has gotten other inmates out of the community. She's done way more Jesus. than most black people. Than Rachel Dolezal. She's done way more <coughs> than that lady. Yes, bro. You know what I'm saying? If she, Alice Johnson. Shout out Alice Johnson, by the way, who who got released from Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Alice Johnson. Um, so it's like, for me, I can't even really be upset with her because she's at least using her platform in a way that even our own aren't using it. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Like, how many people has Nikki tried to help? Yes, How many bro. people publicly, has... Publicly, publicly like that. Like that to the point where... She was she was doing she's doing a lift partnership recently to um, reduce recidivism amongst minorities, and in doing so, she's talking at this press conference a few weeks back, and Donald Trump is right behind her, the president, the most powerful person in the United States. No matter how we disagree on his politics and what he says, he's right behind her to while she's talking about reducing recidivism, which is um, people going uh, black people who get released from jail have a higher rate of going back to jail. Mm-hmm. Or minorities in general, or people in general, that's called recidivism. Mm-hmm. So um, for, for her to do that, she's trying to reduce this through this lift partnership by getting helping minorities get home from prison and et cetera, and help them find jobs, et cetera. And Trump is right there behind her backing them. And I'm like, I don't know too many celebrities in general, bruh, outside of just some real life, like civil rights movement people who are mm-hmm. actually fighting for black people as she does. And it makes sense. She has black children, and even before that, Robert Kardashian, OJ Simpson. You yep. know what I mean? Like yep. it just it just it just adds up to me and, and I I just really this uh, people who who kind of always like there's this to create this narrative around the Kardashians as if you know they yeah they yeah they have a lot of surgically stuff done to them or whatever. Um, so do y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so do the rest of y'all. She's yeah. not the only one. Yeah, no. So, I mean, I know a lot of people have started, but I'm, I'm not nothing against that. You know what I mean? That's life, right? Especially if you got money, that's life. Like, it is what it is. And she's also, like, bringing, not to cut you off, but she's also uh, bringing up a whole new way for us to have more kids again. Remember? Yeah, bro. She's promoting that whole idea. Because she, she, she almost passed away through, uh, not passed away, apparently it was really difficult for her to... To have a baby, I think her second or third child or or mm-hmm. something like that, you know. So like, shout out respect to that. But like, yeah, it's like that, it's that narrative that's surrounded about that entire family that they're just biting the culture and taking it as their own. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, bruh, like they're all married to they're all pretty much married to white black, to black people. And, they have kids and, with black and, and they're respectable the black dudes for the most part. Like they're people. They're, I mean, they're, 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 there's Chloe, black dudes. We're not gonna talk about hers. But. Yeah, <laughs> not not her, not her. But people fuck with tribe. People fuck with yeah. Everybody. People most with people fuck with yeah. Wants to be a father. Nobody wants to call him out on that shit though. What's wrong with him being a father? Okay, he's not being a father. He's like he's. How being do you a know hoe. that? Are you right? I don't know. I don't right. know that shit. Bro. I mean, he's not okay. That. Not father. He's not being a good. Uh, was didn't he marry her? I don't think he married her yet. But he's not being at least respectful to his baby moms. How you know that, bro? Because we got that. Remember the the girl who was on his lap from the whatever and the red table made a big thing and they both went at bro. each other. Will Smith and Kardashians had a thing like. That was a uh, that was uh, a you, you thinking you thinking about Jordan Woods yeah. and Tristan Thomas yeah. Thompson. That's not Travis Scott. Oh no, no, no I'm not thinking about Kyle. I'm thinking about Chloe's. Yeah, you thinking about Tristan Thompson? Tristan yeah. Thompson, not, not him, but like you feel Travis, me? Like, oh, yeah, Travis, Travis, he be chilling. Yeah, uh, fucking yeah, bro. They got they got OJ out of jail. You feel me? I don't know nobody uh, or got him. Not even out of jail. Rob Robert Kardashian. Oh, 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 the OJ oh, case. Oh, oh. The OJ case. Uh, like her, her, their dads, bro, was the founding father of all that. He was rich because he was a, a famous lawyer and uh-huh. got uh, OJ, OJ Smith, or beat the OJ case. And the karma of that though is like all of them died horribly. Who? Like all of them on that case. Like Johnny Cothran died crazy. Oh, I don't even know and about then, how they like, all they, they passed. all like died from like illnesses that are like like cancers or oh. like some shit like that. Like stuff that just feels like it kind of was just due for getting. That dude out. Not that I think I don't have a yeah a, a whatever. Uh, no, you obviously got to. You obviously <laughs> think he did it. You think he did it for sure. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't. Know. I didn't read into the case enough. Me from, neither. I watched a documentary. It was like, all right. From what it seems, it sounds like I'm just gonna take it straight from my mom's mouth. It sounds like he hired somebody. 
and he got caught up in it. But I don't really know, bro. Man, look, I don't know. I just, I'm just out of my. The, yeah. the, the, the court ruled against it, so. Right. So like he innocent in the court, so I gotta treat him like he's innocent on the streets when I see him. Yeah. That's what people forget that like just because you angry like the court of public opinion doesn't outweigh the court of reality. You yeah. gotta respect what what's the land of the law, the yeah. law of the land. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's poetic, bro. That's poetic. But are you trying? Yeah, man. So yeah, it's just that. That narrative kind of throws me off, bro, because I'll be looking at a lot of the stuff she does and her family does for black culture, and I respect it. And people who are black, part of our culture, don't respect it. And I'm just like, damn, bro, like, you know, like like Future says, it's the evil world we live in. It's the evil world. And <laughs> it's, it's like, evil world we, we got evidence. In. It's like, how many famous famous people out there even doing anything for the people, right. like, on that level? On that like, level, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We can always I mean, give shit to I somebody, mean, I mean, there, I mean, there's, there are a lot. I'll, I'll give credit. I mean, credit. I mean, like, the popping ones, like, the, yeah, like, the, like the Kim Kardashian-level ones. Yeah, you can't. You can't think. I mean, it's hard. I mean, off the top of my head, what, you probably got Jay-Z, yeah. you got uh, Serena Williams representing, you got... Beyonce. You got Yonce, yeah, Beyonce, you got uh, a couple of basketball players, Dame Lillard, you know? Like, okay. I mean, you could think of a few, but, think like, few, yeah. but Kardashian is, like, one of most popular people in the world, and mm-hmm. she's doing it even on that level. Yeah. You know, she's like probably top ten most popular people in the entire world, and she's yeah. doing it. You know, so yeah, like I, hate, I respect it, bro. I don't hate. I mean, they they also made it really really hard for girls to look ugly out here if you really think about it. So, <laughs> yo, I, I mean, the more pretty, pretty women look out for me. You, as far as Trump, fuck Trump, bro. Straight <laughs> up. <laughs> One day I have an episode where we, I can really talk about Trump and his uh, his lifestyle and what yeah. I really think. Okay. But all right, let me just end this. Um, I got a song for y'all, yo, that I think you guys will enjoy. You'll like it for sure. Yep, man. yep. It's, hopefully it's a, it's a prelude to what we see in the future. And I just wanted to... Before I start the song and end the podcast, I want to just say these quotes that I heard off of some podcasts. Um, that one quote in particular, um, which is, "You can be the ripest peach in the world, but there's still going to be someone that doesn't like peaches." And this is from Call Her Daddy the podcast. Uh, I think it was her name was Sophia who said this. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I just wanted to give that that word of wisdom from you know from from what I'm listening to out there. To the airwaves, so you listeners and storytellers can really, uh, you know, eat that peach and uh, and, and and divulge because that's true. Not everybody that there's someone out, there's someone out there who's ne- who will never like you. So trying to play the light game is never fun. And here's a quote for me that I wanted to come up with right after I heard the peaches thing. <laughs> I wanted to see how my bars were. So this is, life is like shoelaces. One day the shoe's going to untie itself. Then you have to get over your ego, bend down, and retie them. Oh, I like that. I'm saying something for them. I feel it. I feel it. You know, just quoting myself. They're poetic. Just trying out here. All right, guys. Thanks again. This is uh, another episode of You Got a Story. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, LZ, go ahead and tell them where they can find you social media-wise, man. Get some followers out here. Yeah, man. Um, Instagram, LZ underscore season. S-Z-N as in season. And um, other than that, bro, find me in the world, bro. I'm going to be popular. I'm going to be big. I'm going to be making an impact. I'm making a... I'm going to be passionate about whatever I get at, get into, and um, I'm excited about it, bro. So, yeah, man. Laren Ziegler. Laren Ziegler is the full name. Lawrence, man, I hope, I, I'm i uh, wishing you well in San Diego when you go and get that lawyer. I'm going to call you when I need some help from my stuff. Yep. You know what I'm saying? All right, guys. Uh, let's, let's end this out, man. This song is called 25 to Life by Jay Holiday. Let's do it. <laughs> 25 to Life. Solitary, so no one else can break in. 
I'm too dangerous out here with everyone else. Breaking hearts is too late, and you already know that I'm guilty as charged. I hope this makes us even, girl. I know the shit I put you through never gets any easier. But this time, I'm telling you. One.